This episode of the podcast is sponsored by our friends at 13. No surprise there. Our friends at 13 make high quality clothing from hoodies to t-shirts to sweatpants. And they are the reason why I look so jacked. Are you kidding me? Look at the way this t-shirt's cut. It's super comfy, makes me feel good, gives me all the confidence in the world. If you want to pick up some of their awesome clothing, visit their website at thur13en.com. Throw some clothes in the cart. Just make sure you use the code word CoreyCast at checkout. All one word, C-O-R-Y-C-A-S-T. And you're going to save yourself a little bit of money. My guest today is my friend Nick Newcomb. He is a team balanced high kai black belt as well as an LEO trainer. And uh, he started this new business where he's training different law enforcement groups. And Nick is like really well spoken when it comes to teaching and instructing from hand-to-hand combat to self-defense to how to handle a perp. I hope I used that word <laughs> right. Um, I, I felt like I needed to have Nick on the podcast after one night him and I were chatting about his career and how he got into law enforcement training and how he started this new business. And uh, I also just want to learn like, well, how the hell did he even get into jujitsu, right? I mean, he's a black belt. He's a a longtime friend of mine. I've seen him on the mats all the time, but I never had a chance to like really learn more about uh, Nick as a person. And I'm glad I did because Nick is like really well spoken, especially when it comes to teaching. And uh, I just love learning more about him. And I just appreciate how genuine Nick is with who he is and uh, just his thoughts. If you are watching this on a YouTube, feel free to hit that subscribe button. Do me a favor, give me a thumbs up. Uh, all of this kind of stuff helps the podcast grow in an organic way so I can reach new audiences. And uh, thank you for taking the time to listen or watch this episode wherever you may be. So without further ado, here is my friend, Nick Newcomb. sitting there we're like other people do this like what like, and like I said it was a quick turnaround and none of us had a clue luckily one of the guys he used to run before he became a cop he used to run um CrossFit Duet the uh, oh, gym. okay it, the one across, it doesn't exist anymore but it was right across the street from uh like Dunkin Donuts and uh Bridge Street like in that area yeah yeah, yeah. and uh so he had an idea about how to start so we got a, an LLC ran it through and we started our own company and then the city we didn't know if it was gonna be a one-off thing uh, yeah we just uh, and this all started because so i started this no, late. No, no, i just absolutely. let it ran just yeah, yeah. and now it's gonna play right in the middle yeah, when yeah, you started yeah, right yeah. so background mm-hmm. this is how you recently started your company yeah yeah right yeah, okay yeah. So, so it's like a training yeah it's a so uh initially it was just try it's a training thing for and we uh we did um it was administration across the city uh, of Syracuse School District uh, asked for it. And so it was just administration. Uh, But what you come to realize is in a big school district, there was, we had uh, over the five days spread out, you know, certain days might have 25 admin, certain days might have 15, but. And this was all focused on self-defense? Yeah, it was all, um, uh, it was based on their ask. It was all, we designed the curriculum for the idea of, we kind of made it, 
um, almost three-tiered uh, in the sense of uh, best way to keep yourself out of the middle of a bad situation. Um, what when you're happens, in the thick of it. Yeah, being in the thick of it, especially if you have to respond. Um, what happens if two students or yeah. what happens if a student is on you? So we built it like that, and that was just we based it off of um, uh, the idea of the best way to – and it's not it's not nonviolent in any way because you have to go hands on. But uh, the best way of redirecting a problem, like it was yeah. all, all the techniques are redirecting because a lot of the stuff we do, we teach now. And I've been you know I've been an instructor for a while now, uh, which is funny. It's yeah. it's wild to hear like you're just starting your own thing. Yeah, like yeah. when I've always known you yeah. as the law enforcement yeah, yeah, yeah. like training guy. Yeah, yeah. And that was it's probably the best. I can't stress enough how much I like training, but also, too, how much it benefited me. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, in my career. And there were so many happy accidents. And it kind of, um, I lucked out initially when I first got, not enough first got hired, but uh, when I was working just a regular patrol officer where uh, a lot of times, and I know this now that I, I'm becoming a supervisor, where you start to ask around, what are you interested? What do you want to do? Because what you find is... Uh, Patrol, patrol is very good, but at a certain point in your career, it's just like any other job. You have to find, you have to get somebody into uh, not extra work, but you find avenues where they're good at it. Uh, yeah, you're just leveraging yeah, their yeah, good yeah, yeah. qualities. And you, for me, initially, it was one of my supervisors just being something like, have you ever thought about, um, and a lot of times, uh, like it started with firearms, but a lot of times you get lucky you don't know what's happening. Like, I was a decent shot. And so because I was a decent shot, they were like, hey, have you ever thought about being a firearms instructor? So then, uh, then that put the bug right, in there. Right, right, right. I feel like after you do, I would imagine being a patrol officer, every night looks, like, different. Yeah, yeah. But when you, like, take a step away and yeah, look at the yeah. bigger picture, mm -hmm. it I bet you it kind of feels redundant and it almost feels like your yeah, body's getting yeah. beat up, right? Because no, you're doing overnights no, constantly. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the work is fun, but it, you're... Um, so it's like, why not do something is, different? Exactly, right? exactly. So I lucked out. And there's certain guys that don't, um, like I was never a natural, uh, I never found myself to be like a natural, like open talker. I'm not the type of person to walk into a room and just start talking and stuff like that. So I didn't, I didn't assume I was any kind of a natural talker or instructor. Um, but the state makes you do a two week, what they call an instructor course. And, uh, I think it's formatted good enough. I think it's formatted well in the sense that by the time I got done with the two weeks, I could do, I could easily uh, not necessarily like the easiest part. Like if someone handed me something to teach, I could probably do 50 minutes right then. And know, as long it, as it had some yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, guidelines yeah, yeah, and yeah, some yeah. rails. I never had to really kind of laser focus on initially. I never had the lasers of focus. How on long ago was this when you were so doing the training? I was so I became a, so I always have to backtrack. I was a regular instructor first. So I think if I'm guessing correctly, based on the time I became a firearms instructor in 2012, so I think, Damn. yeah, yeah. So I think I became a regular, I got the instructor cred, the regular instructor cred, because in New York State, for you to then be a firearm instructor or a defensive tactics instructor or any kind of instructor, you have to go and take their instructor course first. Are they all two-week-long yeah, courses? So usually, it's like a good example, uh, The nine times out of ten, yes. Uh, you could be, there's certain things like a, they call it a mental health uh 
instructor, but that's more like uh, that's like a if I were four days. That's four days, and so what they it's do kind is... Of, there's they, all these, like, cool different, like... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sectors yeah, you yeah. do. And um, firearms is two weeks. Defensive tactics is two weeks. Being a physical... They call it a physical trainer, but really with a physical trainer is a lot of physical trainers get... Um, that's one week long. But you really only do PT-related stuff in the academy, you know? So you could teach in the academy, but... You have to, uh, like it, every morning at the academy, we always did, uh, most academies do it like this, most that I've dealt with. Uh, you do, you wake up early and you do your physical training in the morning, then you shower up and you take class. You uh, do the rest of the side. class for the right thing. But PT's the w- only one in a while that I took that it was one week. Yeah. Usually it's a two-week course. So now after you've like done these, do you still need those like a plan when you teach? Uh, yeah. Now, uh, what usually happens is so like when initially, when all this stuff initially, when you first start teaching, uh, in law enforcement, a lot of times, uh, there's already a curriculum set now, uh, like even uh, this is why I really like, and jujitsu was another benefit, but a reason I really like defensive tactics is there's a set curriculum, but a lot of times the instructors will get together and be like, hey, let's go over the curriculum one more time. Is there an add-on we need? Uh, maybe show another take. That we're always, oh, is there something that we can take away the, and right, right, right. tweak? And... We try, we'll show, we usually try to show everything. We'll give them a taste of everything. Uh, and but, what is this like all a mix of? Is it like Krav Maga, yeah, so Judo, actually there, it's more, um So they changed the curriculum overhaul. The over the curriculum got changed. Defensive tactics while I was already on the job. So I had become a defensive tactics instructor with the old curriculum. And the old curriculum was, and I'm not picking on old curriculum was a lot of capoeira. Yeah, well, it was (laughs) (laughs) a lot of spinning. Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of strike based stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And like the good example back then, you when you were getting somebody into custody. Anything like that. Uh, it was strike based. If I had to open, if you were clamming your hands up, uh, the we were taught uh, like a rib strike because uh, then it draws then the it elbow draws out. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. So they changed the curriculum in twenty to be more like grappling. It, 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 like if you looked at it and like you're you're a brown belt. I'm telling you right now, if I handed you the curriculum and walked you through the stuff, you would you would take to it. That's what Is it like a lot of Gracie yeah, self defense? Yeah, it's, on a, it? it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, and they uh, they change the name. Like uh, a, um, the big transition point when you get someone to the ground is knee on top. It's knee on belly in jujitsu. Oh, it's yeah, knee yeah. on top, right? And so it's the best leverage point for you to get an angle and get some leverage on them while still having a foot posted. But also, too, if someone else is involved, you can break free. You're not right. attached, right? Type stuff. Uh, but you're not attached, and you're also like yeah. kind of in control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, it was. <laughs> It was great when they changed the curriculum. And like I said, there were... Were you pumped uh, for it? Yeah. Well, I didn't know anything at first. Uh, so I didn't know they were changing Oh, it had that. changed just... Yeah, it had yeah. changed. And I didn't know anything about it. This was this is, this is why I thought... Like, I can't stress enough how, how much I've benefited. Like, if I didn't start taking jujitsu, I would have a much different police career. And it's not mm-hmm. just my ability... Like, jujitsu helps with all the work you do as a police officer. But this is an honestly got true story. I went to a 12, I was working nights. I went to a 12 o'clock class and it was a Thursday. It was either Thursday or Friday, but I'm pretty sure it's a Thursday. 
uh, Don Patty. He's uh, he's a black belt Don. in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. He he's in class. He's we're taking class. We're grappling. Dude, I haven't heard of Don in yeah. forever. Yeah. You just like yeah. you like took two wires and plugged them <laughs> in my brain. Wow. He Man. he looks at me and he goes, "Hey, do you want to come and help out at the academy Monday?" Like literally, that was it. He at class. He's like, you know, he's just talking to me, and. I go, yeah, that'd be great. I go, is there anything, like, obviously, I have, I'm not working at the academy, so I would need to get approval for it. And he goes, I'll send you, he goes, write down your email. I'll send you a memo asking for your help. I walk in, uh, I show up, and uh, it's me and a few other guys. And it literally, from that moment, like, on top, on top of how beneficial uh, um, jujitsu is, like, Don just asking me, like, yeah. that was the big, like, literally from that moment on, the the amount of training, the amount of stuff that's come from that training has just blown up. Like, and uh, this is when Don asked you to teach at the academy. academy. That was kind of like yeah. when you knew you wanted to teach and be an instructor? Well, uh... Or that's when you knew you loved jiu-jitsu? Knew, that's, no, well, I was already doing jiu-jitsu and I already loved it, but it was the, it was from... So from there, so I've helped out at the City Academy now going on a little over five years, like with every academy. Uh, I've helped out with other academies because then because of that, uh, it's allowed me to help out at other academies. And just by that, the amount of extra training I've gotten, because everything that comes up, because another cool thing that came up is so when they changed the curriculum, what the state decided was, Instead of making all the instructors go through a, another two-week course, uh, what they did was they called them two-day refreshers. It was a two-day course, and then you were updated on your DT stuff. Oh, right? so you had your new curriculum. So then, so then Don goes another time, and he's like, hey, um, want to help teach the two-day? So I'm showing up, and now this is the first time. I've done, you know, at that point in my career, I had done a little bit of uh, in-service in stuff, but not... It's mostly your own. You're dealing with the people you work with. It's not that not was going the, to a different that was the first time. Yeah, yeah. I was. It was the first time I had done an in service, and I'm teaching. Don and I are teaching sheriff's deputies and other agencies, and now you're meeting new people. And because of like, oh, I made a contact here, something else blossomed from it. So that, and also too, like because I really like instructing, especially like defensive tactics. It's fun. Uh, it just kept opening doors for Opening there. these new opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just the power of yes alone. Oh, my God. What is it about teaching that you like so much? Um, it's, it's hard to describe at first because you don't always get this. But I do, like, it's not tangible sometimes. Like, you feel like you're not reaching people sometimes. You feel like... Like, you try to stress them, uh, especially with some of defensive tactics. Not only do I believe in it, but the idea of you try to tell these guys, uh, especially when you're dealing with recruits, hey, this is a tough job. You want to do everything you can to kind of put yourself in a spot where you're as functional and safe at the same time. And it's not just safe for the person you're arresting, and I don't mean that, like, obviously injuries happen. But I tell them all the time, there has never been a time where... Uh, I've been in kind of an arrest situation where you're not, you're sore, you're sore after. And it's almost like because of jujitsu, because of the amount of 
grappling that goes on in jiu-jitsu, your body builds up calluses. And I yeah. tell them all the time, I'm like, I think you'll elongate your career. You're like, you'll, you're going to have the hurt, but no yeah. injuries type stuff. But just so, by doing jujitsu, yeah, you're gonna, yeah. So, but for me, instructing wise, it was those. You just can feel it sometimes, where even if they don't say it, like you, you're not gonna get like people at the end of courses will always say thank you. The instructor was great. It's not. It's not that. It's Watching you walk over and you're helping somebody, and you start to do something, and they're not getting it, and then you help again, and they get it. And there is a part of you that realizes, I taught that day. You know, right. you taught it. Like, you right. taught it in the sense of, you know, hey, you helped, like, someone kinda, passing on the knowledge, no different than, like, the first time you hit a move in jujitsu and you remember right. the instructor. And you showed like, it to oh, yeah. That's you right. remember. And I say, right. I, I say it to a lot of younger guys when we're grappling in class and stuff like that. I tell them all the time, I'm like, you're, it's never, you're not going to get this for a while. And I'm not like trying to be like, this is some special secret knowledge. Right. Because it's force on force and everybody's going 100%. It's not going to look smooth at first. And then your body's going to pick it up and you're going to remember when that instructor showed you that. Yep. You remember when that instructor said yep. that. And then because the body and mind exactly connected. Yeah. So that's one of the and also too in all the academies I work, we do we call them like stress drills or stuff like that. But it's the regular thing a lot of uh, everybody does. They might call it something different, where you're like, hey, we're gonna do this drill, and they kind of screw it up, and you tell them right off the bat, and you're like. You were supposed to screw it up, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It's like this is the first time you've done yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. Uh, and then by the end of the academy, I can. I the, there were quite a few. We just finished an academy. There were quite a few people that we were all sitting around, and I remember because we we get together and we talk, and we're like, hey, what do we need to focus on and stuff like this. And there was a few, quite a few of them, where I was like, man, that did you see? Impressed. Like, that, yeah, it was yeah. like these people are really busting their butts. Yeah, and um, that growth, yeah, seeing yeah. the seeing somebody that's, like go from nothing yeah. to to uh, the a patrol officer, or like in the jujitsu sense, seeing someone go from white yeah. to to blue to purple. Yeah, it's always cool to see the growth, and I don't know. That's always been my favorite thing about mm -hmm. teaching. It's just yeah. like. Being able to see someone on day one, because we also, we see a lot of people on day one who mm -hmm. never stay yeah. more than a week, right? right? Right, But once they break through and they start getting their reps in, their rounds yeah, yeah. in, you get to help them be a part of yeah. their growth, which is always something I've, I've loved tremendously. And I, I think that the hardest thing for me, you kind of, you can kind of lose perspective on your own growth. Yeah. And when you see someone do something exactly how you used to do it, you're like, all right, I, I, I have improved. I have mm -hmm. done this. I have like, so it's, it's a, uh, do you feel like coaching though? Helps yeah. you. Oh, helps yeah. your jujitsu. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I can't, there is no, and I tell the guys all the time because we, you try to make it as plain as possible. So they know exactly. We're like all the instructors train, but all the instructors, like when we're doing these moves, like, do you see like, not injured, like not injured, but how much discomfort I'm in when I'm doing it or how much stuff you can kind of, Hey, we know how it's supposed to feel. Uh, we know how to push it. And that's the best. That's why I think I've really gra uh, gravitated to it because it is so, there is so much direct feedback. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just get, it's a direct feedback thing. And this doesn't, and uh, also on top of the fact that some of the guys I train with are, just incredible guys. Like I, I already mentioned Don, but there, I work with so many incredible guys that are trainers that really bust their butt. 
um, there is a like a a team camaraderie thing that we all have to lean on each other because there are times it it is difficult when you're spending eight hours on the mats just where you know you're yeah. and your work and your right. stuff like that it's a long day so you need to rely on each other sometimes kind of pick each other up or even if it's something like and I, I another thing about teaching there's always the when we tell them we're like look how many reps we get like we're teaching this to you guys we're getting these reps yeah right where that's a that's a direct thing i can tell them I'm like guys it looks smooth when we do it because we're doing it all the time right i go this is a parish and we've been doing it for yeah. a long time yeah. and you just became a patrol officer yeah, yeah. last week yeah so there's yeah. that's also another yeah. piece it's like it's not only but i've also been dedicated to this yeah. craft to this yeah. the training and mm -hmm. for so long and you're seeing the end result, and yeah. you've just been here for a few weeks. It's yeah. like the knowledge base is on two different scales, but when you vocalize, it helps internalize that mm -hmm. technique a little bit. Mm -hmm. So like when I'm teaching Muay Thai, I'm teaching it, but I'm also talking about it. I'm, I'm doing the motions, yeah. and they get to see everything. And I don't know, coaching helps tremendously oh, with your yeah. game. That, that helps, like, yeah. I feel like elevate your martial art game. So I can only imagine what it does, like, when it's self-defense and mm -hmm. patrol officers. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it does lend itself to the idea of, I hope you, you can, you hope you can impart some wisdom and the idea of, I tell them this all the time. I go, guys, like everything we're teaching, technically everything you have in this world is perishable skill. Like it'll go away if you don't use it. So we're like, even riding a bike. Even, <laughs> 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 so I haven't got last bike I had got crushed. The, my shed, my, oh, my no. last the shed crushed the seat. Uh, so uh, I think I can still do it. Yeah. But um, uh, we, the reason it's so fresh in our heads is not only the extra training I get when I do jujitsu because it does one does feed into the other, um, but we're just repping all the time because they'll ask to be like, how do you remember this? How do you remember that? And I'm like, guys, we're just constantly we're like you're you're a patrol but i used to be a patrol officer i know how this goes i know how many reps you need uh and, and a patrol officer once on the road they're on the road there's no like we're gonna do this training once a week yeah. you come back no, here and meet no, me no. for we um no because that's the problem like anything else work comes first like every time it's a big thing where i work no matter what when people put in stuff it's always i always I used to have it. I've switched offices, but I used to have something that said uh, patrol comes first. Mm. And it, ultimately what it comes down to is you can't, I can't take somebody off the road. Right, to, to train, do the train. Because yeah, they have to right. be on the road. Right. Know, like, so that means they should all first. just do jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Every police officer. Yeah, I, I feel like my uncle, for the longest time, I've been trying to get him into yeah. doing jiu-jitsu. He's a officer for Suigo. So yeah, if, yeah. if I tell him that you're doing this, he might listen to this episode. Mm -hmm. So... Uncle Mario, for sure, do some jujitsu. Yeah. It's like the best thing you could do. And you know, like anything else, you can. It's showing up to class, and you don't like you don't need to put an hour into the open mat, but two, three, yeah, you four. Do. Right, you yeah, know, you got to put an well, hour. Put an hour. In. It's no difference. <laughs> you and I have the same mentality. You actually get better if you consistently push your body. Dude, I wish I could still do five days a week. Yeah, and no, when you get a family, yeah, and I miss the days yeah. when I could do five days what? a week. But now it's like, I could go Tuesday to Steve's class. Yeah. That's the only class I can like take and get reps in. And then when I'm there, I'm like, I'm not leaving before this hour. Maybe, maybe I'll leave 
50 if my body's feeling sore. But I'm like, yeah. I don't get to train much, so I want to no. be here this yeah. full hour. Yeah. Same with like Shark Tank. I'm yeah. like, I want to be here present for the whole the whole time because I want to get those reps in. Yeah. I don't have the opportunity yeah. anymore to train as much as we it just, used to. There's a, it's like anything else. This is the way I look at it. It's easy for me to do 10 minutes in the open mat. Easy. Right. It's easy. Right. Anybody can do that. Am I still going at the 40 minute mark at the 45 minute mark and that like anything else like uh especially in my career but now in my life when i look back on it like the things i still remember steve saying he go like when shark tank and uh before i could even go and stuff like that i remember hearing like steve go it's tough to go with adults for an hour yeah it's tough to do an hour with adults and but if you show up and you're able to put it your body is literally under stress figuring out how to work when yep. it has nothing in its gas tank. Yeah. And that's, it, it, it's literally, I can't, I can't stress this enough, and I, we say it all the time. All the instructors I work with train. And all the instructors train jiu-jitsu? Yeah, all the instructors Or do train. some martial art? Well, uh, no, they all, well, they, some of them might dabble in a few different ones, but they all at least do jiu-jitsu. That's cool. Once or twice a week. Damn, that's and awesome. And even, even the best part, uh, we, because we have a morning session, afternoon session in the academy, the instructors grapple at lunch. So, oh yeah, what, dude! Yeah, this yeah. sounds like a great place awesome. to work, it's dude. Great. I literally, Damn. like you could just—I'm telling you, like uh, you got prop guns on you. You're trying to <laughs> grapple and see who could yeah, like disarm yeah. the yeah, other yeah. one. Um, well, we're all a little older now, so we try to keep it to a minimum. We have to teach the afternoon. Yeah, but um, it's the jujitsu is really the, and I hate to say the only thing, obviously, because I'm sure if you did. 40 minutes of, you know, round timing box or movie tie or something like that. Your gas tank's empty. It's a different kind of cardio. Yeah. Though. It's like comparing swimming and bicycling. It's yeah. like, and cycling. It's yeah. like, they're definitely a cardio aspect, but an hour jujitsu is vastly different than like an hour on the bags with tie. It's yeah, a yeah. weird kind of cardio. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And I can't, it's in my opinion, because of the, the nature of our work, where you always pretty much have to be in some kind of hands-on form, yep. that there's nothing that mimics actually open-roll grappling. Yeah, it, right. Like, it's a direct, my opinion, it's a direct correlation, open-roll grappling, to the type of work that a police like officer does. Like something yeah, that a police yeah, officer yeah. has to do. Where yeah. you, you have to figure out how to, while you're tired, move your body right, Manipulate their body. Next family you, event, I'm gonna try to have my uncle take me down. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought of this. Go ahead, t- yeah, go ahead, well, to take me down. I, I, I can't stress it enough. It's easier to try to get someone in an arm bar than it is than it is to get their hands behind their back in that positioning to then go to handcuff. to handcuff them. You have right. to have control over both arms. Damn, it's not one arm; it's two. Oh, right. So, so that, when you grapple, sometimes <laughs> yeah. that's why you put my hands behind. No, my yeah, back. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's normal. <laughs> I do it all the time. But um, it's uh, I actually did. I have over the years some of the tactics we when I first started learning the new curriculum, I did try a few in the room. Uh, during open mat to see if you can get a, somebody to attack. Interesting. Um, Wrist lock them? Well, yeah, so you can. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be a pariah. The, uh, um, uh, but there was a few of them. One, I still remember the one working, 
but it, they're kind of I call them like goon moves. Like, oh, like yeah, right, like, right. You're gooning somebody. Yeah. You know, I'm, but I'm on, on uh, the yeah. mat's different than like trying to control a situation on the street. It's oh, vastly yeah. different. Yeah, right? yeah, it's vast. Like you're going like if they're if it's a fight, you're you're 100. You're moving. You're gonna. You know what I mean, we don't. Uh, strikes are definitely not eliminated. Like I said, they're they're in the curriculum, but we uh, try to stress the idea of you're. Delivering a strike is no different than uh, doing uh, any of the moves we taught. You're delivering it to get a response to take control of that response. Right. Uh, as, oh, as interesting. Oppo- as opposed to, I'm going to throw five haymakers and the person is going to either get knocked out or quit. And right. just be like, I don't want to take another punch, I'm done. You know, yeah. type situation. So it's always, if you deliver a strike, deliver it in a good spot. So when you, that, you get the response off the strike, then you can transition to something else. Not saying you can't do two or three or four or five strikes. I'm not right. saying that, but uh, you want the strikes to be, we call it a good way to think about the way we talk about the curriculum is it's all connective tissue. From the first thing we teach you to the last thing we teach you is kind of an alphabet. And any of those letters can be used together to get custody. So okay. it's connective tissue. So it's you're basically moving from I can do this to this spot to this spot to this spot to this spot. And like anything, you don't have to move directly to that spot. You don't have to go to these steps. But any of those spots are connected work with together. each other. Yeah, they work right. together. So that's a big thing because, like I said, when I first, the first curriculum, the first police officer, and they, they did the best they could when they created it. I don't even know when they created it. So I'm going to guess late 60s, early 70s, if I'm guessing. And didn't get changed 2015. It didn't, yeah. That's yeah, crazy, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. It's so, like anything else. It, so that was another thing that when they changed it, I'm like, all right, you know, like, I really felt like it was important to try to really learn it. I'm like, the state's deciding this is good stuff. I already take jujitsu, and then let's roll with it, you know, type stuff. So How did you get into jiu-jitsu anyways? Um, so I, wrestled I don't know if in, I know I wrestled this. in high school, so I always kind of had that bug. Uh, when I still lived in Albany before I moved out here, I went to a jiu-jitsu gym, but uh, until I went to Tai Kai, uh, it, nothing against that gym, but it was, it was in a gym. It was, it didn't really have a dedicated space. There were just mats on the ground. And if you were to ask me, the instructor might've been a purple belt, but we didn't wear belts. It was all nogi. Uh, but also too, it was, so it was kind of, it was free form. It was, uh. It was not as structured as... It wasn't structured. Yeah. It wasn't structured. You might... You, like, a good example. Like, the first time... I did it for a little under a year. Um, and so then I I moved here for the job. Um, and actually, my daughter, my oldest daughter, uh, we were looking for something her to do. And um, my wife got recommended Tai Kai. Oh. Uh, yeah. So we brought Isabella and signed her up. So... Uh, they had, when I was there, I can't remember who asked, if it was Ken or somebody else, hey, have you ever done this before? I said I did, but I didn't, it wasn't, they thought I was just, maybe, like, I would assume the same thing, but they they make jokes about it now. They thought I was either, like, lazy or uh. I, I, I actually couldn't. My wife and I had two different shifts, so I would get Isabel to class, and my uh, youngest uh, is four years younger than Isabel. So once class was done, I had to race them home. Get them bathed. Get them ready. Yeah, yep. so I couldn't go to class anyway. It wasn't about, yeah. it wasn't, it was timing. It was uh, you being a good dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. right, so I can't remember now. So I joined in fall of 2012. So, but that was on a, I had gotten, I did one tournament when I was training at Albany. And oh. I, I did one tournament, but back then, like, there were no, like, it was literally, like, Nagas did stuff, but they didn't do it anywhere near New York. 
Like, I had to drive to Connecticut for the tournament. Oh, wow. And I, I, did, I did okay in the one bracket, but it was all, I was just wrestling. I was, yeah. And uh, I didn't. Uh, I, this I was before felt, we put a gi on yeah, too, yeah. and I had felt like I didn't do well in the other bracket. Like it was almost, it was like one of those weird things that it shouldn't. But sometimes when you compete, you felt like you didn't compete right, and then it just right. it was this nugget in the back of my head, like man, you know, yeah. no, no. So this and then is, you stopped training yeah. for like and then a I while. Stopped training for a while. So uh, I joined Tai Kai in 2012, and the years I'm describing might have been 2001. So we're at least a decade wow. between. Holy, c- a decade so, between, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, what did it feel like when you got back on the mats for the first time? So before I even got back on the mat, uh, Isabel's there, and uh, we get something. Uh, uh, my parents, because I was living at my parents' house at the time, I was finishing up college. Naga would send the mailers. Uh-huh. Naga sends this mailer saying they're going to be at Siena College, which is ten minutes from my parents' house. Uh-huh. So I go, you know what? If I never train again, give it to college train, I'm going to go to the tournament. You know, I'll just go to this. I go to the tournament. The Taikai guys are there. And they're like, what are you doing? And I, they saw me grappling. I'm not yeah. in class. Yeah. And I just, the reason I did it was because not only was I like, man, the tournament's close. But I, that old tournament was sticking in my head. I'm like, you didn't do well. Like, yeah. I was really upset with myself. So I go and I win. Only had two matches. It wasn't like I was killing myself, but I didn't know any. I didn't know. But for ten years, bro, you you ten years you took off. You just step on the mat and you're like, I I got gold in my division. um, (laughs) So I I I, I used my wrestling skills. I took the guy down. Basically, I think I won two nothing, something like that. Uh, They saw me, so I come back in, and they're like, Hey, come on in, come on in. So finally, I sit down with my wife in this interim period. Uh, This is 2012, uh, and I go. Could we make it work financially? All this kind of stuff. She's like, I think we can. And I had just not changed shifts, but uh, I went from days to evenings. I was working oh. evenings. And our, it's, uh, it's changed a few times. We used to work 10s. Now it's 12s and 8s and stuff like that. So it's, you know, like, but I looked and I go, all right, I'm going to, I should at least talk to him. Yeah. I should at least talk to him. So I sat down and I talked to him and they're like, hey, you, Isabel's already here. You would, you know, just put you on the family plan and you come in. And then I just joined off that. Dang, yeah. dude. Yeah. And, and then when you stepped back on the mats yeah. and started doing class, yeah, were yeah. you, like, surprised because the structure was vastly different? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a giant, like... Do you remember who your first class was with? Yeah. Uh, I had to go to the... Not had to. I signed up in the middle of the week, and the first class I could make it to where I wasn't working was the Friday night class. And that was when Joe Roach taught it, but Joe Roach yeah. was off that night, and Ben Tellini taught it. Oh, I remember, nice. I remember this. Yeah, I remember this because Ken gave him a heads up that I was coming. Because yeah. I, for some reason, I took Isabel to class that week, and he goes, "When are you going to class?" And I'm like, "I think I can make Friday's class." So we, they, when I walked in, he was like, "Hey, dude, you must that's be Nick. sick." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was, it went from you were I like, was, "Oh my God, there's structure." Yeah, yeah, right. I, uh, so it's the double-edged sword, though. You, yeah. you wake up and you're like, "Oh man, this is great." And then you start getting whooped. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, you're not, it's not like the minutiae, the micro inches, the, the subtle things you have no idea about. And yeah. everybody, like the first time someone feeds you right into a triangle. The first yeah. time Dennis does his, you know, he gets up and he just yeah. totally turns me over yep. or he puts me in an umplata. And I'm like, how did that happen? You know, the first time someone puts you in, uh, you know. The, uh, it's because you zigged when you should have zagged. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so you really quickly, 
uh, you go from just being overjoyed, you're trying something, to uh, let me figure this out. Grind. Yeah, yeah, you're like, all right, can I can I accept what's going on? And I got lucky off off the bat, at least for me. This is what I my journey through jujitsu. Um, the voices that would talk to me would be like, you know, just, it was this, not a drum beat, and they weren't like, and this is nothing against these guys. They didn't, you can't just sit there and nobody's going to care if someone doesn't show up. You know, like, they're going to be upset that I'm a training partner, but they're like, oh, Nick's not here. I just started. It's not, like, they don't care whether I'm there or not. But those little voices of like, hey, no, you have to do this. No, you have to stay. No, like even even something as small being like it's worth it. You got to stay in the open mat. You know, you got to you know stuff like that over the years. Because especially too, when I got, I remember when I got promoted to purple belt. I was getting my purple belt. We're all standing in line getting a purple belt, and the few of them are like, now you have to be a Shark Tank. Like it wasn't like, hey, go to Shark Tank if you can. No, it was like I still kind of had a feeling that I it Shark Tank was a mandatory thing. Mm. You know, like that you were like these guys. And especially, too, you just respect these guys so much because it is, it's not, jujitsu is not really humbling, but, like, it's humbling in a good way in the sense of when someone does something to you, you know they, they, they got there a particular way. And you're like, all right, how did they get there? Mm-hmm. And then you just follow right. that route. Right. You know, and stuff like that. So I, any of those instructors, yeah, the any game. of those guys that are just killing you, yeah. you know, just over and over, you're like, well, they got there somehow. Yeah. So you just follow it's, that It's lead. that game that they yeah, play. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've always... Jiu-Jitsu's always sound, seemed like a... Uh, uh, it's been the analogy's been used before, but like a chess game, it really yeah. is. It's just so much. It's like you uh, base with your right arm, and yeah. instead of basing with your arm, you should have gone on your elbow right there uh-huh. because now Chris Roach just swept you. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, oh well, shit. Now I'm on my back. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we're constantly going like oh, yeah. back and forth, yeah. and it's uh, it's like a Rubik's cube, yeah, you know? And it's like uh, I still like I learned. I have learned more my in my journey getting hit with stuff than hitting stuff in my personal opinion but it's, yeah, always, it's always the joke yeah. like like steve over he's so athletic where like i used to try to f- I'd fight like an animal to stay in position right yeah. but he'd get you over anyway and then he'd be in a good spot where i hit a point where i was like all right just expect he's gonna do it yeah then then you figure out how to f- try to feed off that yep. you know as opposed to Instead of wasting That's Bishop my gas to tank. E4 right there. <laughs> exactly. Dude. Instead of wasting my gas tank, you know, I'm trying to stop the inevitable. Mm-hmm. How about you know the inevitable is coming and work around it, you right. know, like type stuff. So it was, um, and I, this is the thing about, like, it's just such a battle of attrition. I can't, like, when I got my black belt, there's always a part of you, at least with me, but I've heard it from other guys, so I didn't assume it was just me, where they're like, do you think I deserve it? Or there's always that... Do you think I burned it? Yeah, right. Well, I think I I got that when I got my purple yeah, yeah. and my brown. Yeah. Like I bolt, I was I, I was, was like, did way. I really deserve I was the it? Same like, way. but I, you get that black, and all you have to do. This is what I did. It's not necessarily, you know, it's like the goof. In the, it's not goofy, but there's the line in the Indiana Jones movie where he's like, it's not the, it's not the years, it's the miles. Mm-hmm. Where I look back and I go, dude. You had to wear a knee brace at one point because your knee was killing you. You had to wear an ankle brace. Your shoulder was killing you. How many MRIs have you gotten? Now, other people look at this. There's cops I work with that are like, man, you talk about... I'm like, I'm not injured. You deal with pain. All right. And it makes you mentally tougher. Like, 
it, you, you unless watch, you got a torn ACL, well, then no, then yeah, just yeah, chill and sit right, out. Then that's a genuine injury <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah, I always I looked back on it and go, dude, there was a point there where I was afraid. I I wasn't I didn't know how to. My neck kept hurting, and to the point there was a few times where I couldn't turn it and I wasn't sleeping. Oh but, shit, dude! You work around it. Mm. Like I can't tell you the last time that happened to my neck. Yeah. But there was a point there where I thought it was really gonna stop. I I might have to. Stop doing jujitsu, and what you realize is everybody deals with the same thing. But you earned your black belt by working through it. This attrition. This mm. I got my both knees hurt at one point. I had tendonitis in both elbows, and I know this sounds horrible from someone outside looking in, but I'm t- it is literally the best thing because you can look back and go, you work through that. But not only do you work through it, the injury helped you improve because all right, I can't. This knee hurts. I can't do what is say half guard. From this side because it's really now I gotta go other so side. I gotta switch. Yeah. So you switch. Yeah. And then your body. That's I a mean, good point. You might get pounded. You might get pounded a little. But guess what? In about two weeks, your body's gonna re- not. This will still hurt, but your body's gonna work better off the other side. Yeah. Right. And it's just this. It's this thing. It's almost like the only way. Because you can't tell anybody this. You can't give anybody perspective. But you try to tell them like things are gonna hurt, but then you're gonna work around them. And, then and you're okay. going to get better. Yeah. And then you're going to get better. You're just being a little sore. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to get better. And it's, it's, like, I can't, you know, you try, I do, sometimes I'll do workouts, you know, you push yourself. It's not the same thing. You know, your ability to control yourself while trying to control somebody else is really difficult. Very difficult. Yeah, it's really difficult. And so y- your ability to stay in the fight, your ability to keep battling through the pain and all this different stuff is what makes it great. Like, it's really what, you know, like, when I look back and I'm like, man, and I, it's like, and also, too, once you get your black belt, too, you've hit this milestone. It's great. But you don't, you don't stop. You well, just I was also, but also, yeah. like, when you get your black belt, like, how, at this point, 11 years consecutive jujitsu. Yeah, 11 years. How do you stay motivated and so still interested? Because people have hobbies that come and go. No, but yeah. But being like into jiu-jitsu yeah, for like so, 11 years, um, that's like, how do you stay motivated? So for me, uh, one of the components is obviously work. It does help me with work. So that's, that's one of the big things. Um, I always try to treat it like a workout in the sense of I, I always, I'll be like, did you sweat enough and stuff like this? Maybe you push yourself harder. But for me, general now once you hit your black belt, now it's okay to experiment, mm-hmm. and that can be fun. Uh, where you're like, it's hard to you're not. I'm not scared of getting tapped because I'm not afraid. I know for a fact I'll know how to protect myself back where. But when you're a blue belt, there's a fear of getting caught in something because you're gonna you like, there's the pain or right right i now if you get caught you were trying some, there's no there's no fear like you know how to by the time you hit the point where you got a black belt it's almost freeing in a sense that you can work and develop the skill without any of the negatives that existed in your head up and until the black belt like until you get your black belt, you just a point feel there, like you're like, I don't want to hurt my knee. God, right. I don't want to hurt my knee. I might be out six months. So how am I going to get my brown belt then? Now you've hit your black belt. Now I'm like, I'll work around it. It's okay. You know how to protect yourself. And a lot of times too, if someone who's really good or something like that grabs onto something, you're like, 
No arm, no foul. I put my, you know, like, what did I do to put myself in that spot? So how you stay motivated is yeah, just the fact just that, kinda, that just, it, it, now you got black belt, you yeah. see it as like a whole new world, right. a whole new approach to yeah, how you look yeah. at jujitsu. It, it's, it's, it's the fear of something bad happening that you don't get your black belt is totally gone one mm. in one day. Right. And then it can, and then it just becomes, now you can like, now you can just like just take try to take in as much knowledge as possible. I feel like there's more pressure now. Yeah. Nick. I feel well, like when, our, right the, because it's like the black belt. It's yeah. like it's the the joke. The the joke is you're either gonna get people to ignore you in the open mat or people want to kill you. Yeah. So, right. Because they want to hang it on. You know, like I remember the feeling the first time you hit a black belt with a yeah. sub. You know, like stuff like that. The but, second I got my brown belt, yeah. everybody started coming at me yeah. way harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine what it's gonna be no, like at yeah. black belt. Everybody's it's, coming it's, for your uh, neck. You. That's where you learn to protect yourself. I yeah, guess. right. You know, but um, it's just funny. Like, and it, it's I. It's not freeing. Like, there are times, obviously, where you're like, oh man, you know, like I'm tired or stuff like that. But it's it's it is it's mentally freeing. It's mentally like, you you don't have to stop learning, but you you absolutely earned and achieved something very special, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about there. I'm. Whether it was my neck, whether it was my knee, whether it was my ankle at one point, or whether it was my shoulder, all four of those spots at one point were hurting me enough where I, you know, I went to a doctor and stuff like that. But I remember being petrified that I was going to be one of those people that had to stop doing jujitsu as a purple belt because and I never got to black belt. Right. But right. now I'm a black belt. Right. Now if my knee hurts, Work around it, you'll be okay. But I already got to a particular goal. I'm so not that fear about is, something yeah. stopping my. So now it's 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 it is freeing, and it is you know you did earn it, and it didn't like I got it. I you know it's ten years, ten years of hard work. Yeah, that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah ten yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. What's the best lesson jujitsu has taught you? Uh, that you're never out of a fight. Yeah. You're never. Uh, and obviously, because I'm the joke, the stubbornness, you know, like I have been, ta- you know, like I should be tapping when I'm passing out. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, there's always, a, yeah, there's always a chance. There's always a chance you can get out of a bad spot mm-hmm. in life and... Uh, and in jiu-jitsu. And in jiu-jitsu. Well, it, it just, I don't, you know, I don't really know. Like there wasn't a light bulb that went off or I hit this epiphany. But like there were, there's moments... Where if you, if you can grapple, like if I'm grappling and you can make it through that, then you can kind of be like, man, this meeting isn't that hard. You know, like, like, why am I that, like, uh, why am I going to have this conversation when I'm angry when I, I, I know that I don't make sale, uh, good points when I'm angry? Mm-hmm. Calm yourself down, make the point you need to, and then decide, much like jujitsu, certain things are out of your hand, that whether they took your... Uh, what you were trying to say and did it or didn't that you at least made the best point. So it gave you some like emotional yeah, intelligence yeah, it did, to it, did. it. It's like uh, like the the biggest thing I learned from jiu-jitsu is you're never like the amount of times like I think about it all the time the amount of times I've tapped like it, we're talking thousands. Right. I'm still here sitting here. Yeah. There's nothing you can't get out of. Because you just showed up every yeah, day, right? Yeah, you just show up. You, like there's nothing in your life that you can't work around. You know, like and that like I luckily found jujitsu. And jujitsu is luckily one of those things that exist in the world where you're 
force on force, 100%, with an empty gas tank trying to work through stuff. And guess what? You made it off the mat. You showered. Everything yep. worked out. Life is the same Yeah, jiu-jitsu is a different beast. I yeah. feel like with jiu-jitsu, it's just that constant pressure. Yeah. That's all, it's like Thai, Muay Thai is like a different kind of cardio because if I hit the bag for three minutes, if I do like five rounds, I could kind of take a break for a little bit and I could like chill and rest. But a lot of times I'm at the other person's will mm-hmm. and jujitsu and yeah. I don't get that chance to chill and relax. No. Maybe like if I mount them, right? And I let them cook a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah. But it hardly like in Thai, you can kind of slow yeah. down a little bit in jiu-jitsu you're at the mercy oh, of somebody yeah. else that you're grappling times, with how many times you've thought to yourself all right i'm gonna i'll be okay just take a break yeah and yeah the next thing you know you're in a worse spot yes exactly <laughs> you yeah. think to yourself you're like all right you earn this yeah you know like all right like every time chris roach is crushing me yeah i'm like if i would have just fought him like an animal 10 seconds ago <laughs> i would not be being tortured right now but now you got to figure out how to deal with the torture without letting him know right you can't let him know he's the chess you. match <laughs> yeah, begins exactly. chess match begins exactly so it's it's i mean the i mean the net benefit is it's almost in my life it's almost too much to really try to wrap my head around it's just it's something like even from your career there's not like many people who jujitsu is also wrapped so heavily in their career too it's so a lot of happy accidents but i didn't choose to be i wasn't an accountant so like you could take jujitsu and be an accountant, but it's not feeding into you being an accountant. You know, like right. my job mm-hmm. was it's feeding into my job. Right. So then I could feed back. And it really was just incredible. Uh I and just all the different stuff that came from work stuff and the amount of guys that you meet uh from work and stuff like that. And getting to like go to different places. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's you know, that's even I mean it's it's great. And there is a kind of a camaraderie brotherhood. I went to this training in Albany, and uh, we, the some of the guys, uh, would do train. And so not only did I go, um, there's a school I went to uh, when I was visiting Albany to train at night. But some of the guys we grappled at this training, you know, like oh, yeah. yeah. So it was like. It's like this weird brotherhood, yeah. and we all treat each other like we knew each other. We hardly yeah. knew each other. Type stuff. Do you ever so. travel and go check out jujitsu gyms? Uh, yes. Uh, it's not, nice. I feel like whenever do, you go, people like are it. usually got, pretty friendly. I got lucky last year. Uh, I had to do actually it was this year. I'm, we're not out of 2023 yet. Um, I got to go to Oneana Jujitsu. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, uh, he was great, and he was really welcoming, and he let me in. And uh, the first like. I don't know. I could tell he's a, just a torture monster. It was a, it was the hot. I can't describe to you how, how hot, hot it was. was. You know, it, oh, okay. Oh, it was some hot jujitsu. Like he's sitting there, and I'm like ninety degrees in the mat and room. You can't just tell them. Like, oh my god! Like, yeah. it feels like I'm grappling you inside of an yeah. oven. Yeah, like, okay, I'm gonna. But um, what surprises know, me is the vast difference in gyms. Oh, like yeah. when I went to. Um, it was that place in Pennsylvania that's a big skiing town. I forget the name of it. It escapes me. I was surprised the jiu-jitsu gym was just like you had said. It was like in a room that had mirrors, yeah. and the guy rolled the mats out. Yeah, yeah. But then I went to a place with spooches in Canada, mm-hmm. Toronto. I forget. That was a great place. It was like this giant warehouse. Yeah. They had a giant jiu-jitsu mat. 
a boxing ring, a bag room, and a weight room. Yeah, yeah. And they had 12 lockers mm -hmm. and all with individual showers. Right, right. And it's just wild to see the vast yeah, difference yeah. in yeah, yeah. space. Yeah. But everybody's always been really cool. Like, no they one. Love it. I, and you know what's funny? You always assume there might be weirdness. Yeah. But then I always think Maybe to myself, I got lucky. But then uh, I'm thinking to myself, if someone showed up, like, you would just be happy they came. Yeah, yeah right. Like, so yeah. why you, they're going to yeah. treat you the same way. Right. And that's like a joke when I went to the the really great guy. His name is Eddie Fivey, and he owns two gyms, one in Saratoga, one in uh, Niskiunis, Connecticut. Uh, same place, but uh, I go to the Saratoga one first, and there's no shower. So I assume there's no shower in the Niskiunis uh, one, right. so I don't bring a towel. Uh, there's a shower in that one. Of course, <laughs> of course, right? So I'm, like, I'm like, this is what you learn over and over again. But yeah. yeah. Uh, the vast differences is crazy. Oh yeah, it's, it's so incredible. wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I checked out Tenth uh, Planet in Las Vegas. Oh, how was that last year? It was really cool. Uh, the place that I went to was the old Vegas spot. It's a smaller space, oh, uh -huh. and uh, I just got my ass beat in Nogi <laughs> for yeah, for yeah. like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. But I got to uh, go check out a place, yeah. and they had. Uh, they had like towels that were, and they had like a towel dryer. Really? I was like, wow, you guys are really fancy around oh, here. Man. Dang, I know. It is Vegas, it's hot. It is so Vegas. They, they, yeah. They keep toweling off. But yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, and some of the dumb luck things, it's just, I mean, whether it's jujitsu or whether, and that's the one nice thing. What I usually do is if I have to go somewhere on training, I'll look around, uh, see if the local gyms, and then I go, uh, I'll ask Ken. Or Dennis, or Ken, do you know any of these do people? Do you know any of these guys? And they'll usually say, "I know this one," or "Blank, I know this one." Give it a try, and then I'll yep. call. That's like, a smart hey, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go in blind yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Phil's school, <laughs> Phil Mingarisa school. I was oh, yeah. in. We were in Philly. That was yeah, a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Herzog. That was another one. That was a great school. Yeah, I love training. Right? Yeah, yeah, in Rochester. Yeah, yeah. I love training at his school. Yeah, yeah. He's got a great kickboxing program mm -hmm. there. Um, yeah, I've been. I don't know. There's so many cool cool spots but i never run them by ken first yeah especially well, if like, we're going to different areas you know? like oneana only had the one school so i i know he's been you know like uh, yeah i'm forget why am i forgetting his name uh guy who runs oneana school great guy why am i forgetting what uh martindale yeah matt yeah god thank yep. you terrible names uh dennis says matt. he's one of the more handsome men yeah yeah men. i know him so i just messaged him but if i was going somewhere and there's only one school, I probably won't run it by Ken. You know, yeah, like, right. But if there's more than one school, yeah. like, have you Or heard? if you know they're a team balance. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Right. I'll pick the that gym. But, uh, you know, it, that is one of the nicer things. The only problem I ever run into <laughs> is, like, the last two times I've gone away at training and gone to a school is... Uh, I have to uh, go buy garbage bags for my ghee and stuff because you oh, there's no yeah. place to wash it. No place to wash uh, it. Yeah. Yep. So you get that really disgusting yep. funk. You don't want it to sit in your oh, car. Oh you know? my god! Yep. Yeah, during yep. the summer. Is yep. If it was winter time, I might think about it. But yeah, like you're like, this is really gonna start to turn right. It's gonna be like there's a dead human in this. Yeah. But uh, that's the downside. Yeah. Nick, what do you think makes a good jujitsu partner? Uh. All right, so I'm the perfect jujitsu partner, but no. Uh, <laughs> Explain <laughs> no, you yeah. then. Um, the I think just because saying someone who's grinding is just too vague. We're both working, and even the perfect jujitsu partner in my idea is we're both getting a workout. And both of us, no matter if we hit a sub or not, have to work through it. 
I think the worst thing someone can do to somebody else is you start to work for something and they're like, oh, you'd have gotten it anyway. And like mm. they tap early. Right, right. And you want to be like, it's important to finish the move. It's important. Yeah. And, you know, I can understand if you're a little hesitant, if the last person you went through hurt you, but I'm not going to hurt you, you know, type stuff. So like the, in my mind, the perfect person is, it's not necessary because you can't, they should be trying to be, they should be trying to sub you. So it's not, it's more about, are we both working and neither one is kind of quitting in the middle of it or deciding that, hey, you'd have gotten this or da 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 or stuff like that. Uh, because everything else is just gravy. Mm-hmm. Like, because there are, like, there are, everybody's got a different style, you know, like, it, uh, I don't even mind, like, even apps accidental, like, someone catches in the face or, you know, like, hits or something like that. Um, as long as we're on the same page, you know, like I just always find it weird when someone clips you like good yeah. and they don't even acknowledge it. And you're yep. like, oh, hey, just elbowed me in the face. Yeah. You acknowledge that? That's how I got but, my, my black eye yeah. happened the yeah, same yeah, yeah, yeah. way. But it's always like, it's always like, Hey, I'm going to keep moving and trying to sub you, but Hey, I'm sorry about that elbow. Yeah. 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 It happens as a yeah, contact yeah, sport. Right, right. It wasn't is, intentional. It it's, and it's, there's no way to avoid the physical nature of it. But a lot of times I tell guys all the time, so I get clipped or something like that. And they're like, oh, hey, I'm sorry. And I'm like, like, yeah, you, I could tell the difference. You weren't sitting yep. there trying to hit me. It just right. happened. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, like, ultimately, I think, like, if I could come down to it, like, and I, it, like I said, I'm stubborn. I'll not, if you're dealing with joints, I got to work, you know, stuff like that. I, I, I might tap before I might have fought 100%. But, but jokes, a good partner like should tap a lot. <laughs> a good partner. They should. <clears throat> Let's finish. The, let's finish what we started. The only way our bodies are going to remember it without thinking about it is if you're actually working through the progression to get to the end of the move. Mm. So ultimately, I think that if your skills set aside, if you're still trying to work through and not just okay, they would have gotten this anyway, uh, because I'm sure it happens to you where you're going with a lower belt and you start moving with them and they do something totally wrong. Like they basically feed you into the spot and you, you still were able to work as opposed to they did something wrong. You start to work and they're like, ah, you know, and you're kind of like, I know I would have gotten it. You fed it into me, you know, type stuff. So ultimately I think because of the nature of the force, the best thing we can do for each other as partners outside of the kind of normal, Hey, just be there for him to show up. I need you as much as you need me to get better type stuff is to let's finish what we start, you know, like, work through it don't just assume i'm gonna have it i'm not telling anybody they should sit in an arm bar and wait for it to pop that's the that's not but it's mostly like hey we're there for each other this is teaching our bodies how to move without knowing we're moving that way and you have to finish the move that way so just keep working yeah i like a partner who i can rep with over and over again because i'm always when i'm there in class i'm always in the mindset of like I don't get I don't get to do this much. I want to yeah. make sure I get my yeah. reps in and get my shit yeah. in. Yeah. And I love a partner who will just rep, rep, rep with me. And I don't mind chit chatting, but let's talk while we're repping. Yeah. Uh, let me let me get my reps in. Yeah. That's what I'm. I want to get my volume. I, I just want to get through the technique because that's one. It's one day a week I get to get yeah. learn technique. So yeah. I'm yeah. like, let me you absorb need the reps. this. Yeah, you exactly. Need the reps, reps yeah. are important. Yeah, uh, that is that is good. Uh, I always I. I I hate to be so. I, I generally always just talk about open mats, but the that hour class portion is important. You have to get the proper reps, and especially to being a good partner in there. Um, 
it's it's weird. Uh, it's all similar to uh, to go into your wheelhouse. It's similar to holding pads. Like if you're yep. a good a pad holder, that person then gets good reps. Yeah. Where if I'm just if you got to do an arm, if I flail like and a I'm noodle, flailing around, <laughs> I'm just handing you the arm. And you basically didn't have to move your hips up. Yeah. That's not a good rep. Right. Because you didn't have to kind of collect the shoulder right, to get right. to the arm bar type stuff. Yeah. So in class, it's not just doing the move. Like everybody watches doing the move. But not just being not, lazy. But with they it. never pay attention to how that person needs to move for you to do that. And especially right. too, like you go on Tuesday, Steve teaches a series. Yeah. You wouldn't do the second and third move. If, if you couldn't do the first, off the first yeah, one. right, yeah, right. You know? yeah. So it's really important that when we're repping, that I do as best I can to put myself in the spot that you would react, and that's why you're doing this thing, as opposed to sometimes you're repping with somebody, and you're like, uh, if your arm's that easy to grab, I would just armbar you from the back. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't. Right. I would just lift it, you know, yeah. like type stuff. But a lot, nobody really thinks it through. You know. Last question: Why should everyone do jujitsu? Uh, because there's nothing that I have found in this world that gives you the ability to work through problems at the same time, like the ability to work through physical problems at the same time as uh, you're getting a workout. Uh, you can grab kettlebells, you can climb ropes, you can do all that stuff. You're not, you're basically doing a one singular thing when you're doing any of those workouts. Jiu-Jitsu makes you physically work through doing something to another human at the same time you're emptying your gas tank and you're getting a workout and your mental you're yes you're it's you're the, exhausting your mental if someone's if you could do if someone set up a workout for you they have it set up it's on the wall you're looking at the workout you don't have to do much thinking you're just doing the workout now picture having to do that workout but the weights are fighting against you all right actually, actually physically fighting not yep. just being weights Right. Jiu-jitsu is the only thing I found that does that. Yeah. It's the only thing that exists in this world that... And it's the best cardio. It's so much fun. I don't want to run. I don't... I don't want to run, Nick. I don't... Let me do, I like... Totally, let me do an hour of rounds. I... It's the best workout. <laughs> and it's so much easier to do... Like, the... I'd much rather... at times where I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to go to the open mat. I know I'm going to sweat. <laughs> and it stops me from having to do this, like, a... I, like lifting or exactly dude after a shark tank i'm physically and mentally done nothing yeah. nothing's bothering me the no. rest of that day no. you, you can't act better yeah. Yeah, yeah you can't spike my emotions no. after a shark no. tank after i got no. an hour I'm my so ass pee. I'm, so <laughs> I'm mentally done and physically done I totally dude. agree Corey. i like <laughs> shark, shark sometimes it's like this self-defeat like the you want to do something today, or hey, blah, 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 or hey, the kids wanted that, and I'm like, yes, we can. Yeah, we'll do whatever. But sure. then I'm like, we'll go, to, like, we'll go to the park, and I'll just be like, man, I hope these kids don't run around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't want to tell them that, but you're like, oh man. You're on the field, like really, ready to play catch, and really you're like, hard. Yeah, exactly. Falling asleep. Exactly. Well, it affects everything else. Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm the official old man. I go to yeah. bed early. I do all that stuff. So yeah. Well, shit, dude. Thanks for doing this. No, I appreciate no, it. it. Yeah, I hell know. yeah. It was great. Yeah. I had a great time. It wasn't so bad, right? No, it, yeah. I, no. whole, uh, I don't mind talking about myself. Yeah, a whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, dude. I no appreciate problem. you. Yeah, you appreciate it. You take care, you. brother. Yeah, thank you.